You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 132. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one amazing hand-gesturing minute at a time. <laughs> I am Josh Flanagan. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And joining us uh, as a guest this week is Matt Gorley of We Did Super Ego Yesterday. What podcast should we mention today? Um, let's do I Was There Too. I Was There Too. That, and with a, fact, with that, a relevant that, episode. Yeah, the, the relevant episode that that one day we woke up and, on, and it was like a tidal wave of people telling us, have you listened to this? <laughs> <laughs> Your interview with Johnny Rust Beef, right? That's right, yeah. Oh, excellent. All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. And this minute starts with Jimmy... Jimmy giving directions, <laughs> giving wonderful, wonderful directions that have pretty much influenced every direction I've ever given uh, from this point on. <laughs> like you're tucking in a sheet on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it ends uh, with Karen leaving. She's leaving. So it's important to note that the, the hand gesture that we are that we were referring to, this is a mo- this is a big moment because this. And I got and I, I didn't confirm this by watching the rest of the movie, but I'm pretty sure that this is the last quirky Robert De Niro hand gesture of the oh. movie. Hmm. This is on the same level as drinks are on the house, you know, in the oh, back sure. scene. Like the telling her to go into the storefront, the go in motion is is just it's classic De Niro. I feel like that that this plays some sort of part in the early origins of us doing this show. <laughs> if there were to be certain themes about this movie that have been discussed between us as friends for a very long time. I feel like this was a very early one yeah. where somebody had made that motion or gestured or something like that. And then was, and it was when we were, did not know as, each other as well as we do now, which is, which is amazing that somebody made that. And it was like, Oh, you like that film too. Yeah. Could be. That's deal. funny. You should mention that because my buddy Jeff and I watched this movie so much that we would do those type of specific gestures so like energetically and just uh, just full of i don't know like it had all that kind of like pent-up energy that they have and then you would do it over and over to the point where it evolved in this joke where someone would, you would do it and the other person would go are you stuck and then you had to <laughs> unstuck them by touching them and this this is not like i'm not proud of these things but then sometimes you'd be sitting there in a room with them even if it was in school and turn around, and they had been stuck for 30 minutes sitting there doing the thing, and you never saw them, and they can't move until you unstick them. And it was just wow. absolutely ridiculous. But the commitment level was high. Let me, let me ask all of you, and, and everyone listening as well, try to make that hand gesture without moving your face. You yeah. can't not do it without a De Niro <laughs> face. You can't do it. Those lips go, mm, the it's, upper lip gets like stretched. Whatever position your arm is in with your hand affects the tendons in your <laughs> cheeks and sides of your face. It's impossible not to do it. <laughs> trying right now. It's walking and chewing gum territory. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the last vote. I mean, like, the, the, you know, you, you got him telling her to keep walking down the street, right? You got that motion and him pointing. It's right there. And then it's the last go right in moment that it just it just it's a suite of hand gestures that is just amazing. It does culminate. Yes, like it the builds. best one is last. Yes, the it tucking builds. in the sheet on the wall, which yep. is bravo, by the way. I mean, <laughs> you could you could walk away now. <laughs> you would have been. It would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
so now let's talk. Let's have the great debate now. Yeah, let's do it. It, it was it, okay. he setting her up to be murdered here? Well, so yeah, so Karen's walking down the street. She's trying to get to the storefront where the the dresses are in, and she, you know, Jimmy is telling her keep going, keep going, and she gets to a storefront that I'm not sure. It might be the sketchiest storefront <laughs> ever. It certainly right? is. Because like what it is is that like it's there's no lights are on. It's got the metal grate that's like half open. It's lit again, similar to that other shot that we talked about yesterday. It's lit very well, and that there's some a light source coming in the back of the store. There's a man lifting boxes. There's a large fat man, I think, in an A shirt in the back as well. There's pallets. And then they stop and look at Karen and you just see their silhouettes and it is it's like a horror movie. <laughs> Every time there's something in evidence that he's going to kill her, I find something that just kind of I go, oh, that's no big deal. Because even when she approaches and the guys go, shh, and uh, that could just be because they're fencing illegal goods. <laughs> but then I thought, would he kill Karen before Henry? Well, that so that so well, I was actually I was actually talking to somebody earlier today because some uh, uh, they were like, oh, what episode are you recording? I'm like, oh, it's the you know, is Jimmy trying to kill Karen? And I have gone back and forth on this topic for years, literally years. I've thought about this, and I'm at the point now where I do not believe that Jimmy was going to have Karen killed. That this is Karen's paranoia. That in fact there are dresses just past the sketchy pallets. <laughs> And but the thing is, it's it's super sketch and it's super weird. He's also very insistent she goes to get them. Yeah, true. But well, because he's. I mean, but I mean, have you tried to take? Have you? I, I, I've I've tried to leave my parents' house without a plate of lasagna, but my mother's very insistent. You know, like that. It's he. He wanted her to take the dresses. I don't. Your think, mother's like Jimmy Conway. Yeah, sure. I don't okay. think that Jimmy has anything to gain by whacking Karen at this point. I but agree. Then, so I I thought that too, and then. He gains her trust. He looks her in the eyes, says, don't worry, gives her a little kiss, and there's a ver- there's sincerity on his face. She walks away, and then the camera whip pans back yes. to him, and he's got this look like, she better fucking go there. You know? Yeah, and it's, true. And it's yeah. not about dresses. But then again, I get swung back. I think you should I, do have your listeners do a hashtag thing on Twitter where it's Karen lives or Karen dies and vote and see, <laughs> see what people get to. I go. like I it. I like it. it. If you're listening to the show, go on Twitter and post that Goodfellas Men on Twitter and say hashtag Karen lives or hashtag Karen dies and vote. Have, be heard. Actually, we should post a Twitter poll. That's we'll do we both. Do. We'll do both. Yeah, yeah we'll because both. God yeah. forbid there's another yeah. hashtag that's Karen dies and you find out you're in some kind <laughs> yeah, of, some kind of <laughs> creepy, horrible. <laughs> the family's all upset. Oh. oh, man. I think, okay, I don't think that he's innocent entirely. I think that he's definitely thinking that he probably will have to kill her i don't think that he was going to do it at this point those creepy guys in silhouette they don't seem like they're ready to spring and a murder yeah no exactly yeah they're lifting boxes and they they look surprised now the only thing that makes me doubt that is Mm -hmm. the last seconds of this minute they cut back to jimmy and he is so pissed yeah and he's and he's doing that like walk in a half circle thing he's so mad because he knows he's lost her trust. Yeah. That's Not because yeah. it didn't go through, but because this, I think this is about Karen realizing what the situation is that she's in for the first time. Yeah. Like when she's walking Another, down that street, she knows that, oh, Henry was right. This is bad. And she gets scared yeah. just in general. So she wants to leave. But I don't think she's going to get killed there at that time. I wonder, too, if we're dealing with 
different perspectives too. So did De Niro and Scorsese have a conversation about this or is De Niro making his own choice? And in the editing, is Scorsese making his own choice? I would love to know, be able to ask them they're on the same page like when they're shooting what's the motivation like does does marty pull de niro aside and say you're gonna whack her yeah or or not or or is De Niro adding the angry pacing at the end himself yeah it's it's a good question yeah but i believe and i only half believe this i'm only half joking but the answer is there at the end of this minute when the crane shot pans up and it says don't walk implying run interesting Mm. Interesting. i know that's too like that room 237 but that crane shot is completely out of place. Like, have yeah, we it, have it we gone like above a, eye level yes. in this well, movie yeah. at all? Yes, we have. No, I don't know. Yes, have we? we? Have. When we craned into the truck where Carbone was hanging. Yep. Yeah. But the, that, the, the, even that is is coming down to eye level. Not like, almost everything in this movie is there. This is we started above it though, so we've been above eye level. Not very often. I tell you so, something. That above shot would indicate that we're seeing a full view of everything, and that she's right. That's the truth. Yeah. Interesting thing about that shot is that it shows that they're at the corner of West 9th and Smith Street. And this is one of the rare instances of this movie where a shot on location and it's the same location in the movie as in real life. That they actually did film it at Smith Street and 9th Street along the Gowanus Canal under the F line in Brooklyn in Red Hook. So uh, hold on. That's not Red Hook. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's my subway line. It's not Red Hook. It's Gowanus. Red Hook has no subways going into it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'll allow it. That's exactly where his place is. Because I looked it up, too, and I, because it's such a indicator of where they are. I mean, he basically puts the camera on the street sign. Yeah. Was it a big deal? Why is such emphasis on the signs? I have no idea why that, yeah, why that emphasis there. As nothing in my research was I able to find where Jimmy's swag jukebox warehouse was. Um, other than uh, other than the jukebox district in Brooklyn, it, it, like th- there's no there's no there's like I honestly this shot it, similar to the angle of it, the focusing on the street signs. I don't understand the significance of it. I think that they found a location that worked visually and sort of the way it's spaced out and it was all perfect and laid out there. And so why not go up and show that sign because they're there. Wait, I, I thought you said, Ron, this, this was where it took place in real life. No, no, no. I don't know where it no, took place in real life. Like he's they, saying like, they did dress the location to be a different place than no, it no, was. No, no, I get that. When you, first, when you first mentioned the street signs, I thought you said this was a rare instance of them shooting in the location where it actually happened. No, no, no. I meant, I'm sorry, I misspoke. I, I meant it's a rare instance of them shooting in a location and leaving the location where they actually uh, are. Yeah. That's what's weird about it is because it's such a prominent image in the shot and it's not... You know, I looked it up. I couldn't find any significance to this in terms of the story. It's bizarre. It's a sketchy part of Gowanus. I mean, like, that's it all it is. It more sketchy it's, then. Yeah, yeah then. Now, yeah. now there's a Home Depot. <laughs> so the, the fun fact for this is that, as I mentioned, that's the IND Culver line, which is the F and G line, right above them, which is the subway I used to take to and from Manhattan in my house when I lived in Brooklyn. What's interesting about this particular stop, which is the Smith and Ninth Street stop on the F and G line, is that... At 87 and a half feet, it is the highest train station above ground in the whole world. Wow. Huh. It is the highest really? train stop in the whole world, yes. Wow. Hmm. Who, who knew? Yep. That really was a fun fact. Yeah. I have gotten <laughs> off at that stop once, and I don't remember why. And, and even, I don't know, that would have been 10, 12 years ago. Oh, it, I know why. You were pricing out jukeboxes. <laughs> <laughs> You you went to the jukebox district. Yeah, well, obviously, I thought that was yeah. that was just west of Koreatown. 
Yeah, no, it, it was still kind of creepy. But like, I feel like as you rode past that, you could see that spot, couldn't you, on yeah, the train? Totally. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. great. If I had to do that every day like you did, Connor, I mean, that gesture, it would be, it would be, it would be an unstoppable tick. You live two <laughs> blocks from the cab stand. I know, and I visited it often. So after the shot of the street signs, we see you know Jimmy annoyed and walking in a semicircle, and you get a very clear shot of the second pinball machine to be featured in this scene, and it is Nitro Ground Shaker, which was uh, manufactured by Bally, uh, Bally Manufacturing, and it came out in January 1980, and it is known for being one of the first car racing theme pinball machines. There you really? go, Nitro Ground Shaker. Yes. Have you played Mixing that genres. one? I have not played Nitro Ground Shaker. Is that the same Bally that does the gyms? No. Okay. That's okay. just these are just these are just amateur I, pinball questions. I believe the gym is Bally's. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the pinball is Bally. And one of them's still in business. Right. Correct. Yeah. Bally is gone. Bally's all it's sad. Yeah. The pinball's oh, gone. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't it's mean okay. to have a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Like when good, those guys are in the store. And they say, shh, and then something about put the crate up against the window. There's other things they're saying that I couldn't make out. Did you guys figure that out at all? I did not. Normally, Connor figures that stuff out. Whoa, what do you mean? You're looking for Fox. I'm looking for Fox, yeah, but I couldn't. I mean, <laughs> no, there yeah, could I be a hidden fuck in there. The ambiguity of it is great. The whole scene is ambiguous. We've been arguing about it earlier. And whether or not he means to kill her, I think what's great about this particular minute is that there's so much dread in it. Yeah. And it's not so uncomfortable. There's so much dread, despite the fact that the first guy in the storefront is wearing white pants, <laughs> which you wouldn't, I wouldn't ex- have expected, but he's wearing white yeah. pants. So there <laughs> Angel you go. of Death. The massive, oversized leather shoulder pads give to any of that dread at all? <laughs> Possibly. Did you think those are some sort of signifier? A lot of <laughs> squeaking going on oh, as she walks along the street. Did we not have the open question when Henry got bailed out of jail and they were in the Volvo, whether it, that was their car or Karen's mother's car? Right. Or did I make that up? I think it's her car. But yeah, that's it's her car. She it's drives totally it car. in this. Well, and, and I wanted to go back because in the book Wise Guy, Henry talks about how the police uh, impounded, they confiscated his Volvo. Henry did, in fact, own a Volvo. He, he had a Volvo. <laughs> yeah. I own a Volvo. Right, but that makes more sense than Henry owning a Volvo. No, but here's the, here's but here's the thing you got to understand about Henry is that he's a middle level guy living on Long Island. Of course, he drives a Volvo. He's not going to drive a Cadillac. He's that not seems Paulie. Pretty waspy. No, I don't know if it's waspy. It's just it was the time. It was 1980. It was safe. Again, none of the you're just saying nothing to convince me. <laughs> I feel like he's still going to have like a mercury or something. It does feel kind of waspy because I grew up in the most waspy family possible and we had an old Volvo like that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I grew up in a pretty waspy area and there were Volvos everywhere. Nobody looked like Henry. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, the Vol- Volvos were like you threw a rock on Long Island in the 80s and you hit a Volvo. Really? Actually, so. that, is, that seems unusual to me too because I think you'd throw a rock in the 80s and you'd hit an IROC Z. That's no. what I. Think. No, yeah, I mean, because that's the cliche. Yeah, I know. There's a reason for it. Yeah, but the reality is that, you know, legions of suburban mothers are driving sure. their kids to soccer practice in Volvos. But Henry's not one of those people, is my point. No, but they've he got kids. He wasn't a normal nine to five guy. I know. He was just cutting corners. <laughs> <laughs> but is that her car? Or that's her car, right? Yeah. That's her car. Yeah. That because makes his... a little more sense. Like maybe. They had matching Volvos, though. It's like a mom car, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. This is no. this still this is still pre minivan, so right. And uh, good job on good job on Karen on peeling out. Yeah. In that car, sure. In yeah. a Volvo, yeah. In a front wheel <laughs> drive car that's underpowered. 
I know those things are probably manual too. And to reverse, you got to pull up these like um, you use your two first fingers and pull up this thing. Do you guys remember that? Did you ever have one? No, No, I never had that. (laughs) It's true. To reverse on a stick shift Volvo of that era, it has this little ring around the gear shift thing, and you reach down below it and lift it up. And then oh would, yeah, 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 yeah! I, I know yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the Volkswagen had the had the same thing, but you had to push down instead. That's and right. It was, yeah. Instead of being down and to the right, it was up and to the left. Yes, yes. I learned to drive on a 1970 Volkswagen bus, and I feel like I could drive anything since then. <laughs> that's, that's an odd choice. It was the same size as a Beetle, so I, same footprint. So obviously, I want to go ahead and just point out that while we have said uh, that we were, this is around the end of Jimmy's best gesturing. We're going to see him age rapidly in the coming weeks, which I'm pretty excited about. Because here you can see he's, his clothes look a little more old manish. His glasses are pretty old manish, which, we, which we'd mentioned. But he's also he's starting to get a little stoop going on there. Yeah. But when they show the close-up on his face, like he's, I was like, oh, he still kind of looks young. I feel like the, get, stoop, the stoop is pronounced with the glasses on the bridge of the nose. Like the, the yeah. need to wear those glasses are increasing the stoop, increasing the aging kind of factor. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And the, the need to do that gesture of the sheet tuck pulls his whole body forward at the top, which hunches him a little. It, it all contributes. When I, I like the causes I, aging and bad posture, is it the use of that gesture or vice versa? It's like a chicken or the egg. So I, I do my lip, but I also duck my head a little. I hunch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Many years ago, when we were doing our other podcast, iFanboy, we had to go rent some equipment. We had to go rent a, a mixer because we were having more guests on the show. And we went to a, a place in the west in side Manhattan. of Manhattan. There's a whole part of town in, in the Health Kitchen, actually, where Jimmy would have run, run things, where you can rent TV and film equipment. And we rented a mixer. It was a giant mixer that you and I had to carry together because it was so big. I remember and that. And the guy at the place was directing us to the elevator. And he used almost the exact same <laughs> gesture, and we almost dropped the mixer laughing. <laughs> I vaguely Prof- remember that. Yeah. Professionalism. <laughs> it was very... No, we didn't drop it. Yeah, no. yeah there you go. We, we it were was front very of it. similar. We definitely had to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just run. It was a sketchy, like, warehousey kind of place, too. So it definitely had that vibe of, if I go into the wrong room, I would be stabbed. Right. <laughs> okay, it wasn't mixer, it was cocaine. <laughs> well, sure, but... <laughs> You didn't have to tell them. Sorry. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Like, there, were, there are no fucks, I assume. Yeah, fuck was zero. All right, sorry. I'm just worried I'm not going to get a fuck my whole week here. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get one. Uh, Connor, don't give oh, it away. I'll throw you one. Okay, sorry. Oh, the anticipation right. is going to make it all yeah, better. Leave the suspense. Leave the suspense. Okay. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so that's going to do... You all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's going to do it for minute 132. Uh, you can come back tomorrow from minute 133 until then you can check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMin and you can find all of our episodes over at GoodfellasMinute.com if you want to support the show you can go to Patreon.com slash GFM or GoodfellasMinute.com where you can find the link to shop via Amazon and if you want to email us that is contact at GoodfellasMinute.com but uh, again you have to weigh in on the social media and somehow about whether she's going to get whacked or not we have to know we have to know what you think because we can't we can't are we doing the hashtag? Or are we worried there's some sort of... No, no, we're going to do them. Yeah, we'll do the hashtag. We'll, we'll deal with it. If, if there's a poor woman named Karen who died at some point, we're stealing their hashtag. We're sorry. It's hashtag Karen lives, hashtag Karen dies. Yep. Yeah. Let your voice be heard. Then we will be back tomorrow, 133. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.